and welcome to the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang New Music Files. We've been expecting you. I'm your host, Special Agent 0013 Dead Air Dave, and each episode we crack open the dossier on the latest release from a new artist. This episode, we dig into the file on Third Eye Blind and their new release, Our Band Apart. It's going to be a great time because joining us is Stephen Jenkins from the band. Hello, Stephen. Hey, it's nice to be here. I'm uh, over here at the water cooler. Yeah. You hear that? Just getting, well, I can. Some, getting some water because, you know, this is going to be a big talk. I like the so, sound effects. The sound effects make it legit. To be hydrated. hydrated. Yeah, well hydrated. And speaking of hydrated, when was the last time you were in the waves? Ooh, uh, it was last week, and um, I'm going to be heading back tomorrow. There's a good swell coming in in Santa Cruz, so I'm going to go uh, head up to the hook and uh, meet some friends up there and get into it. Anytime you make it farther up coast, let me know when you're in Morro Bay, and we'll go hop in my neighborhood. Ooh, yeah. Thanks for the invitation. No, I love talking about surfing, and you can see, like, you've got that surfboard. Did you paint that? I did, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, man. That's amazing. Um, Apropos of that, Third Eye Blind's 25th anniversary tour is going to be this summer, as you might know. And every year we do, I try to do an initiative that produces climate action. And because I'm a surfer this year, what we're doing is promoting a project with sea trees on their surfers, it's called a sustainable surf. And what we do is we've taken a, um, a reef, they've named it the Blind Reef, and it's off Santa Cruz Island, which is kind of down your, down your way. And they save the kelp forest there. And kelp beds actually um, sequester 40% more carbon than redwood trees for biomass. Wow. So they're, they're huge, huge climate stabilizers. So we're going to save this whole reef. A portion of the tickets go for saving the kelp. And we're going to be giving away a surfboard. Yeah, very cool. At some point. And I think you should paint it. Well, uh, yes, please. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm serious. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm so into it because, you know, I like the idea of like come together with like, like you know, my industry is the touring industry, but my love is surfing. Surfing and music is the, just foundational to my life. And to take the, the touring industry and take the surfing industry and combine them both for um, climate sustainability right. is to me is just that's just so exciting. And and the thing is like it's a portion of, of the ticket. So when you go to the Third Eye Blind tour this summer, a portion of your ticket goes towards climate action. So your carbon footprint is actually paid for the audiences. So the whole tour, including the audience, is carbon neutral. Fantastic. Besides that, that's just rad, and that everybody should do it. There's a selfish reason why this works because I want third eye blind shows to feel good. Like I want you to, I want you to feel lifted when you go there. And even if you don't know it, that that's happening somehow energetically, the whole audience is like transcends a little bit more. You put that energy out there yeah, and people feel it. It shows up whether you know it or not. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I know you warned me beforehand we were going to talk more about surfing than anything, but this is the new music files, and everybody wants to know uh, about y- your latest body of work, uh, Our Band Apart, the album that came out at the tail end of last year. Uh-huh. And it seems like these days we always have to bring in the shadow of the pandemic when we talk about things. Yeah. You, you know, how did that impact the process of writing and producing that album? It impacted it entirely. It was very much not an album in spite of the pandemic. It was 
It was because of and in the midst of the pandemic. It was, it was a total immersion because of it. When our tour got canceled March 11th, two years ago, and we had sold out tour. We sold out uh, Radio City Music Hall for two nights. We were stoked. Right. Or was it one night? I don't know. But it was still, it was like- Either was, way, you were stoked. Radio either way, City, yeah. yeah. We had a whole album that we were going to workshop at Soundcheck. So what we do is we go out, we, every day we go out and soundcheck, and then we take the new songs that we're going to record at the end of the tour, and we play around with them. We kind of just, we have a shoot around with them. And that was the plan. And then I took that album that we had two years ago, and I was like, this does not emotionally resonate with me right now because we are in this very strange state where everyone is like, you know, refreshing their Twitter feed, trying to figure out what's going on, try to understand it. We're scared, like all, all this, then we're shut down in, you know, in the lockdown and the pandemic. And I, at that period two years ago, like I think most people, I just went very much inward into myself. And, and then I thought, you know, this isn't healthy. My avocation is, is, is as an artist and a songwriter. So I have to force myself to sit down with my notepad and my guitar and just account for my landscape, my emotional landscape right now. And I started doing it and I wrote this album and I called my manager and said, I've, I've written these songs. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know if they're, I have no sense of them. And she said, I don't care. Just make the album. Stop. Don't think about it. Don't think about what they are. Just make it. So I called everybody else in the band and I live in San Francisco. Everybody else lives in LA. They're all a bunch of sellouts. They all just moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> and I said, hey, I wrote, these, I wrote these songs and then I wrote some with, with Colin, um, our keyboard player as well. And we got together and we were still wearing masks inside the house together with each other because there was no vaccine yet. Right. And we workshopped the songs for about 10 days. And then the 11th day, we went into the studio and we made the album. And it was the most, it was the feeling of, of five people who love each other who have not seen each other and are in a room making music together again. And that, and that was the entire motivation for the record. And that's our band apart. Wow. Again, such a non-business sort of model, right? But more an intrinsic model of, of how you need to make music because that is who you are. And no matter what the circumstance and the pandemic just happened to be an igniter, that caused this sort of thing to happen for you musically. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say business because the music business, the touring business, especially just got destroyed and was so hard on my crew at that time. And I realized that even coming back to it, things for me are so much more about happiness quotient than, than they are about business. And that's, I think it's so much what, why I'm like so much happier as um, a musician I don't care if I get played on the radio. When I do, I love it. It's so exciting. Like when I hear a new song on the radio, it gets me so stoked, right? I'm just like, I feel like this new kid, but I'm not defined by that, you know? I'm defined now, and I think it's why I'm happier. It's like, I'm defined is like, when I write the song, do I feel good about it? Do I feel like some measure of my whole self is in it and is vulnerable and it's not putting, you know, isn't performative, isn't putting on a show, but like, 
am I actually, is Stephen actually showing up in, in the writing of this song? And that's my definition of what's valuable to me. I, I want to ask you a couple, about a couple of songs specifically from the album, Our Band Apart. The opening song, Goodbye to the Days of Ladies and Gentlemen, along with the title, to me, it has this sort of old time kind of yeah. uh, vaudeville kind of vibe. Yeah. And when, I, when I hear that song start, it's almost like I see an old time stage with the big heavy red velvet curtains opening. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes, it's like the perfect song to open the album. It's like an invitation. It brings us in for the whole Wonderful. album. And, and was, was that your mindset? I mean, I see yes. it so visually. I was wondering if I'm off base or... If no, no, no. Somewhere you, in you, there. So I see them visually as well. No, that's, that makes me so happy to hear that because um, that's exactly what I was... I, I always see my songs visually, um, and I mean the sound of it, like... I kind of know where I am, where, where I'm hearing it and, and the space that I'm in, even if that doesn't have to do with the subject matter of the song, it's, I, they still happen in a space. Right. I was seeing like red velvet curtains and vaudeville. And that, that <laughs> right. vaudeville. No, exactly. And when somebody goes, what's that song about? I don't know what it's about. I, if I knew what it was about, I would just say what it was about and then we'd be done with it. You know, that's, <laughs> it's, it, it, what a song is about is not important. What, what is important is when you hear the song, are you transported into a place that you value, right? That's what music, muse, right? Does it ignite your muse right. is the real, is the question. But these things are sprinkled. They are spawned by the thoughts of, of a song that's, that's working is um, ideas and thoughts that are bouncing around the culture at the time. So I was thinking about how there's this massive change of, of gender roles. And as a society, you know, whether you like it or not, you've rendered this idea of ladies and gentlemen sort of quaint. And when I see it as quaint, suddenly I'm in a vaudeville theater being old timey. And there's right. the song. All right. We're going to play a little bit of Dust Storm. You know, some songs you, you labor on. Uh, like a song like Deep Inside of You it took me, I don't know, two years to, to get that song together. Yeah. yeah, it just takes forever. Some, and so, sometimes uh, songs will just come together. For example, like on my first album, um, God of Wine, I think it took 45 minutes to, wow. okay. yeah, to write that song. And it was kind of the same with Dust Storm. So it's just one of those moments where it's not luck. It's, it's that you, you know, in songwriting, you are gathering. Um, and you're gathering and you're gathering uh, information and feeling and the things that go into to a song and then something sparks and it shows up if you are if you are emotionally and energetically there to catch it and it's exactly the same as surfing bringing it back to surfing like, <laughs> I you know that. when a wave comes right there's this it's it's this absolutely effusive all-engrossing feeling that you're sitting out and the horizon swells up and you have worked to get into this position and now you are in the state of fortune where it comes. And if you can align yourself physically, emotionally, energetically to that, then it will take you on a ride. And that's, that's kind of what writing Dust Storm is like. That is awesome. So right now we're going to experience that from the album, Our Band Apart. Stephen Jenkins is with us today from Third Eye Blind. This is Dust Storm on the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, your music files. I just came back from Mars, a new 
Dust Storm right there for you from our band Apart, the latest release by Third Eye Blind here on the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang New Music Files. And as we mentioned earlier, we always like to bring in uh, a radio component to talk about how radio interplays with an artist. And uh, Stephen, someone you're very familiar with, Lisa Warden is here joining us. Uh, Yay! For Hi everybody, guys! For everybody listening, Lisa has had a, a long, illustrious career in radio. Most of that spent in the Los Angeles area. She's been involved in the programming departments at uh, K-Rock, and now currently she is VP of Rock and Alternative at Alt 98.7 KYSR. Lisa, welcome. Hi, us. thanks for having me. I know all of these bona fides because we go way, way back. Like our very first release, we have so many run-ins at radio stations and rock shows. I know, totally. You were always playing a show for K-Rock. Like, between Acoustic Christmas and Weenie Roast and then all the other little things we did in between, it was like Third Eye Blind and K-Rock. I still have that thing just seared into my head when I borrowed, it might have even been your coat. The coat, the white, the white fur coat. The white fur coat. Yep. And I put it on thinking I'm like, I'm all that. And then I look over to the side of the stage and David Bowie's watching me. And I was just, I, I mean, and I was, I just so remember this moment of like, I am killing it right now. I was just like, <laughs> I am crushing this audience. And I'm wearing a white fur coat that I just, I was like, give us your coat. I'm like, put the coat on. And then I look over and David Bowie is watching me with this amused <laughs> look on his face from the side of the stage. And it's like, that's the thin white dude. Like, and I just melted. I was just like, you know, I was like, buy your leave, sir. I completely, I just genuflected to, you know, the master. But I bet he loved that fur coat. I think that's probably what he was watching. You know? <laughs> I totally remember that. And here we are. I'm glad you guys played are. that song. That's like Death Storm is somehow, it was the last song to come together. It was totally random. It started with this little guitar thing that, you know, it's like this little, like, uh, I mean, it sounds like a cure to me. I was um, just going to say yeah, that to right? you. Is your yeah. channeling just like heaven from the cure? And that's oh, song. yeah, totally. And we're like, you know, we're like, I don't know, it kind of sounds like the cure. And I'm like, yeah, more cure. So I was like, Brad, <laughs> just like, you know, play like pang cymbals. It's like, if the cure is not going to write songs, right. then we'll write them for them. So it's like, let's just write the <laughs> best Somebody cure song to. ever written. Two days later, we were tracking it in the studio and um, we had all these cameras set up. So the music video for it is actually us tracking the song two days after. Yeah. And Chris was started playing that guitar part. I think it's the first song that, that he and I ever wrote together. And I just, I was like, play that again. And I pulled out my notebook 
And I just started um, just writing, uh, like singing journal entries about my feelings because um, we're like a proto emo band um, <laughs> from the, you know, sort of the dark days of the uh, breakdown. So it opens with pictures came back from Mars, a, a new golden age were told, like Mars had rivers, lakes and seas, uh, but life never seemed to take hold. And I was like, that's how I feel right now. It's like this, like, I feel like I'm on Mars or something. So to me, that song really spoke to my vibe in the uh, dark days of the pandemic. Lisa, how did you first discover Third Eye Blind? Did, did someone slip a, a record to you or did, did you catch them live somewhere? Or no, did Steven you know show what? up at the radio station with a guitar? Honestly, um, Third Eye Blind got signed to Electra Records and the record reps were so freaking excited to play us the music. And I think it was Margie at the time. And was it Greg Dorfman, maybe? Right. They came into K-Rock and played the record for Kevin Weatherly, myself, probably a couple other people. And we just flipped out. And Semi-Charm Life walked on the radio. And honestly, like, and Steven knows this, that first album is one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, that album is so special. And it is such a, it, even to this day, when I listen to that record, I'm like, oh my God, like every freaking song is so good. So that's just really how it started. It started with that record label and, and the music. And then I remember seeing Third Eye Blind at the Viper Room for the first time. Really? You went to that show? I, I was at that show, yeah. That's where we got signed, I think. Well, so did you go to that show? I remember we were already playing. Us. We were already playing Semi Charm Live. Okay, so yeah, we were already out. Yeah. Something uh -huh. you said, Lisa, so simple but so uh, absolutely true was that uh, Semi Charmed Life just walked onto the radio. Oh yeah. That is like oh, yeah. not something people listening, especially if bands are listening, young bands. That is not something that happens every day. Songs oh, don't no. just come dropping in and then immediately walk onto the radio. It takes a lot of work and a lot of steps to get there. So it speaks volumes to how this release from Third Eye Blind just spoke to you immediately. Yeah. Well, you know, can I just like make this comparison? When I made that album, if there was one song I was sure that wasn't gonna get played on the radio, it was Semi Charm Life because <laughs> it's like so much dirtier than WAP. There's just no <laughs> way if anybody listens to this song that they're gonna play it on the radio because it's a crime. The song is a crime. There's that, but I wasn't trying to get on the radio. I was like, my goal was to be like Camper Van Beethoven. Wow. I, I loved them. They sold about 300,000 copies. You know, I loved um, Jane's Addiction. Like that was even too, like, that was too far of a reach for me. So I was never making any music for, for radio. And on this album that we have out now, this is like, it sounds shameless, but I'm, cause I'm like, let's bring it back to now. But I think our band apart is my favorite record and they're all my records. So I shouldn't have favorites. But the reason why is because on this record as well, there's no trying involved. There's no, like, I want it to go. I want it to be in a movie soundtrack. I want it to be on the radio. It's just, I made it because this is like the state of being in the time that I'm in. And it's honestly the first record that I've made that I can have on in the car and I don't feel self-conscious. Wow. And, I, and, and like, I kind of feel that way about the first record. So like that one and this one are the ones that wed together to me. And this summer we're gonna do the 25th anniversary of our band, this tour. And I, I'm trying to make this like retrospective set list accounting for all these songs over all this time. 
And I'm just going to play the shit out of the new album. You bring up a great point on both those albums in that um, you didn't write them like I'm writing songs to get on the radio. You wrote true songs that, that spoke about you and of you. And, and Lisa, from a, a radio perspective, you hear millions of songs in your job. You can tell when an artist writes a song for the radio as opposed to writing a song that is sincere and true, right? Yeah, 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 you can. And so I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Everything is easy. This song is so catchy. I could hear it on the radio and I couldn't get that out of my mind. You know, I wrote it. I produced it. It doesn't work for me. Like, I like to play it live now because all I hear when I listen to it is trying too hard. Don't try to all you songwriters out there. No trying. <laughs> Just do. You're like the Yoda of, uh, of rock. I am a goddamn bodhisattva, man. <laughs> yes. I'm perfect. Steven, you don't want to always talk about the first album or, and, and I did listen to the new album you, you made and it, 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 honestly, it's beautiful and it's not the same. And it's if for somebody who is a fan of the first, you know, first record and the second record, it isn't the same, but it's still third eye blind. And lyrically to me, the lyrics are what are, is a common thread with the music because you're such a good storyteller. And, and when you listen to these songs, like you said, you're learning about yourself through the songs. And, you know, I do hear that common thread in the music is the storytelling and the lyrics. And you always wonder, hey, I wonder if he's speaking about something that actually happened or is this made up or... It's all, it all happened and none of it happened. You just can't get too caught up in that. The only thing that matters is if you're telling the truth. It doesn't matter if it happened or not. <laughs> you can have that. You can write that down. <laughs> I like that. That's I was going to say, I'm going to use that. As long as you're telling the truth, it doesn't matter if it happened or not. <laughs> right? That's amazing. <laughs> By the way, I have Look a song to, to pick with you because you just played. Where did you just play? For your anniversary, and I didn't know about it. Oh, in New Orleans? No, here in LA. It was Is either it? the Roxy, it was somewhere super small because I was hanging out with the all time low guys, and they're like, oh my God, Third Eye Blind just played last night. It was the anniversary of the first album. No. I'm like, no, we did it. That's not what we did. We did. A, um, we wanted to try out new songs, so we took oh, everybody's okay. cell phones away, and we played a really small place. We played the Roxy, so we yeah. could try the songs out. No, that was just a lab. You didn't want to go to that show. Oh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still upset. <laughs> Who wants to be without their phone for an hour and a half? <laughs> no, but we're gonna come back. We're gonna play the SoFi Center this summer. Uh, I guess in August for the Summer Gods tour, and taking back Sunday. Taking back Sunday, yeah. Yeah, and also Hockey Dad, and I love Hockey Dad. They're just a bunch of nasty. They're two, there's two. It's like two guys, you know, and they're just like punk rock, like from Australia. Oh, and cool. I just I, I like they're they're always like like they're on my like pre surf mix. Now see, we're back to surfing. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they just get me stoked whenever I hear them. Oh, that'll be so fun. So, you know, I'm still looking for it because it was like two years ago yesterday that our tour got canceled. So, yes, you know, I shall be avenged, Lisa. You, yes. and, and make sure Lisa gets an invitation when that happens. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't wanna, I don't yeah. wanna go through that again. That no. <laughs> Lisa, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah. Aww, and uh, and really, we, you, you were the person from radio that had to come onto this podcast because your history That's with right. Steven and the band is like no one else's. Right? Yeah. Steven, uh, Steven knows I got mad love for him. Big smushy hugs. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, while we get all warm and fuzzy, I'm going to close the file on Third Eye Blind and their latest release, Our Band Apart. My big thanks goes out to Stephen Jenkins and Lisa Warden of Odyssey Media. Thanks so much for joining us on the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang new music files. All right, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang new music files. Powered by Uncle Promo in association with Osiris Media. And please remember to subscribe. I'm your host, Dead Air Dave. I'll catch you next time. Our theme music was written and performed by Los Angeles band Love Ghost.